What is up, y'all? What is up? It is your boy, Woods. I'm here with my beautiful, intelligent co-host, Krista. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. So excited to be here with you, Devin. I'm so excited. Today is going to be a wonderful show. The guest that I have on today, this is one of the most inspirational friends that I call, I'm blessed to call a friend. This dude right here has definitely showed me how to follow through on whatever you say. He said he's going to graduate. He graduate. He said he's gonna do music. He did music. This guy right here was like no other. Chris, do you have his bio right now so I can bring my good brother on? Absolutely do. Uh, Let's talk about him. He's originally from Lansing. He's an artist and Renaissance man who is the founder of the Avant Garde Music, an entertainment company that produces concerts featuring artists within genre. Neo soul. Spoken word, poetry, hip hop, live instrumentals, and visual artists. Hailing from Lansing, Michigan, he got his bachelor's in communication at Michigan State University. He has worked for BET, CBS, New York Fashion Week. Plus, he has been on a major label called Cock Records. He was highly influenced by Nas, Common, Andre 300, Jay Dilla. Village started music, making music, sorry, because he had always been a fan of music and creative expression. So when he had the opportunity, he became an artist himself and he took full advantage of it. All He's right, also the founder of Hip Hop History and Art. All right, without further ado, let me introduce my brother. Niles. Mr. Niles, man. What is going on, big dog? D Woods, what's good? Krista, nice oh, to meet man. you. It is so good to see you. Nice to meet you, you too. It's so good to see you. How How's life been, man? Life has been good. Everything has been good. Just just working hard, you know, seeing everything that's going on now, staying out the way, studying it, and trying to bring as much light as possible to society with what I do. So, All right, man. So what is it that you do? Explain to me. I say my lane is a renaissance avenue. It's a lot of different lanes that I'm in. I'm an artist, hip hop artist, songwriter, and uh, educator. I coordinate concerts, produce events through my company, The Avant Garde, private events too for 4,500 companies. And starting since the pandemic, I've been a uh, marketing strategist for a couple of people as well. So just utilizing all of the gifts and blessings that I have and just and trying to heal and uplift through it, you know? You definitely been working, man. That's what is so impressive is your work ethic, man. You're consistent. You always got something going. And I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of the progress, bro. I just want to tell you face to face, man. I'm proud of you, G. Yo, Woods, thank you, man. I mean, we come from the same city, had a lot of the same stories. You was there for my stories. I was there for yours coming up. So man. to see where you're at with this podcast, man, this is incredible, bro. Like you are shining the way you're supposed to. And it's I just it's dope that. to see. And I appreciate that, man. But uh, we always start our show off right, man. We always started off with a scripture. So I'm gonna have Chris, Krista give us the scripture. Then I'm gonna, uh, she's gonna go in the back room. She's gonna do take some questions for Q&A for the end. And I'm gonna bring her back. So right now, Krista, go ahead into this good scripture. Okay, so this, today I have James chapter one, verse two through four. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing in your face produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And what does that mean to you, Krista? So this scripture, sorry, was talking about perseverance, and we're all gonna have things happen. We don't always know the outcome. So we have to trust in God that he's going to that work and there's things that we're going to gain along the way different strengths different um abilities that we're going to gain when we go through things and those things complete us absolutely absolutely and that's right there right there for you Niles. so um krista thank you so much for everything we'll go back and i'm gonna talk to my good brother real quick thank you for, thank you for that scripture all right 
All right, man. Now it's one on one time, man. Let's get we it. here. Let's go. All right, man. Like, so um, first of all, I want to start off with one of your music videos, man. So if people know what you do. Before we talk about what you do, let them see what you do. You ready for that? Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right, man. Without further ado, you introduce this record right here, man. What's up, world? My name is Niles. Here with my brother Devin Woods on Destined for Greatness podcast. And this is my new single called Reassure My Soul off of my album, To Remain. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy. Overnight, nationwide unrest. Philadelphia, where stores were ransacked and police officers hit with bricks. Large crowds of demonstrators in multiple cities getting more violent following the death of George Floyd. Truly a nationwide concern. 26 states reporting more than 1,000 cases on Thursday. Hey, you. Yeah, you. I know you could be down, thinking that the whole world is against you, like you're too different, like you can't make it. You probably have a lot of regrets, but I want to tell you right now from the bottom of my soul that you are blessed beyond measure. So I want you to look into the mirror and say, this time I want to know you so I can give you more. I want to love you better, greater than before. This is a reassurance that you are blessed and there's people going through way more than you. So focus on the positive instead of the negative and get up, get out there and go get what was meant for you. You have a destiny to fulfill. Do you know how blessed you actually are? Some people live with conditions that's past bizarre. Some people for the whole life never had a car. Some people are homeless in the winters as they dig in the trash and starve. Do you know how blessed you actually are? Some people for the whole life are blind. Some people for the whole life are deaf and can't so they speak with a slur, plus they have to use the fingers for words. Do you know how blessed you actually are? Some people have mental disorders. Some people have no clean water to cook a bathe in. So they starve as diseases, eat at their skin. And no rescue team is coming to save them. Do you know how blessed you actually are? Some people on the daily gotta go back and forth to the hospital. While you have a brain, two eyes, and a body that's working perfectly. Which means you have the tools to be worry free. It's time I want to know. out of nowhere some people are paralyzed from car crashes some people are innocent bystanders who died from a crossfire no fair do you know how blessed you actually are some people live in neighborhoods with bombs dropped by drones there while you complain about the ghetto in third world countries it's on a much higher level so don't even go there do you know how blessed you actually are some people born with no limbs imagine that some people depressed with no friends contemplating to bless the gathered they fall here some people's families left them full dead do you know how blessed you some people's pain is unbearable. They truly wish that they were you because you have a brain, two eyes, and a body that's working perfectly, which means you have the tools to be worry-free. It's time I want to know. Toilets in my floors, but treat the job like the CEO's office on the top floor. What you know about the genocide's in door for? What you complain about, some people would die for. Imagine reaching every dream that you try, but then you lose it all within the blink of an eye. This one cab driver told me his story while chauffeuring me. He took for granted his reign when he used to own the city. The once was a cello player living downtown, who lived a hard life, but he was known around town for playing a bomb sounds that the people all praised. So they would drop ones inside of his guitar case he never cared about the cash because he had a passion making the people smile is what gave him satisfaction you may think that this message is for you but it's for myself too we all need to renew and reassure
All right, all right, all right. That was my brother Niles right there, man. I love that record, bro. I love it. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate man, that. You killed it, man. You, your lyrical content was incredible. You got your message across incredibly. So let's talk about it, man. When it comes down to your writing skills, right, when you're writing something, what kind of mind frame do you go into? Because you're not just talking about anything. Right. When I write, I think about my observations. I think about my experiences. And I think about within this three minutes and 30 seconds, four minutes, two minutes and 30 seconds, how many lives can I impact? Like just one listen can either heal somebody, change their life, inspire them. So I try to channel all of these different elements that has to do with my philosophy, my ideology, how I feel, how I think my creativity and put it in a box. Right. And all that energy is given to whoever listens to it. So whatever I put into it, whatever vibe or feeling or passion that I have, that's what they're going to feel. That's what they're going to sense. And so I know somebody out there can have their lives changed by the type of music I make. Exactly. And that's the, one of the records that I actually I know it's one of your newer records, but that one touches me. And I know a Thank little you, bit about I know a little bit about you. You know, what I'm saying where others don't. You know, what I'm saying so. I feel like when you write, you write a lot from experience or you have a, what I can say, um, a bird's eye view of life sometimes where yeah. you kind of can like, you can look at somebody else's situation and kind of tell that story. So I could definitely tell your influences are like Nas and some of the best writers because that's kind of the zone that you go into. So um, you, when you're talking about personal experiences, right? Are you, do sometimes do you hold back when you're writing? You like, ah, I don't know if I want to expose that much of myself or do you kind of just always go in with your pen? I mean, I go in, you know, but I understand too that every listener is a reflection of me. If you're a human being, you're a reflection of me because I'm human. So I try to tap into human emotion because if you talk about love, if you talk about hate, those are emotions that people feel no matter who you are, no matter what culture, no matter your background. And then it's like, okay, now what topic can I talk about that can channel to that person that much more. Cause you don't know what the people who's listening to your music is going through, going you know? Through. Yeah. So when I think of the common situations that people go through and then I funnel what I write through that, then through that creativity, they'll be able to feel it. They'll be able to sense it. As far as holding back, I won't say I hold back. I say I'm more, I balance it out, you know? Cause at times I'm angry, at times I'm happy, at times I'm feeling creative. At times, I'm imaginary. So I try to show all of those different elements because to me, that's what the artists who lay down legacy do. Awesome. Also, man, you took a little bit different trip, different journey than a lot of people did when it came to your hip-hop dreams, right? You mm -hmm. chose to go make your education and your comfortability in life more important at that time than your talents, which is it's very difficult for a rapper because when people are artists, they want their art to show at, 12 at a young age right yeah but you had to hoard your talent in to take care of your business so tell yeah. us a little bit about that decision you made to go to college overall over just coming out as an artist man because you was ready so what made you make that decision to go to school before you came on as an artist well i mean i come from a background of it was some hard times you know uh eight kids single mother household i went to 11 schools before college 11 schools in my senior year of high school, when I thought I'd be going to Everett, I moved out of state to Minnesota, you know, in different situations, created all these different uh, like modes and different zones that I had to travel through in order to get to college and seeing a lot of different things and experience a lot of different things that could have started the growth, that could have ended it, it. It made me understand that education is so important. So when I was younger, it was this program called KCP that a lot of people in Michigan know about yeah, where they take yeah. youth from impoverished areas who's getting good grades and they take them to a college so they can see what college life is like. So Eastern Michigan University from eighth grade to 11th grade, I was taken there. You know, Ward Beard, shout outs to Ward. He was a part shout of it. Out to, well, shout out to Skills. Yeah, a lot of other people, but from Flint, Detroit, Grand Rapids. And then we grew a bond as friends in different cities so by the time 12th grade came, it was like, yo, are you going to college? Are you going to college? We just kept each other built up because we knew we were going back to situations that could hold that back. So when college came and actually, to be honest, I got to thank my mom because without her, I wouldn't have even got into college. You know, nice. my grades was good, but we didn't have enough money. Bro, my mom called Michigan State all day, 
every day for like really? four months straight. Her will got me into college, man. That's you know, beautiful. and I was in the CAP program. Whoever went to Michigan State knows the CAP program is for the students who don't have enough. So you have to get a certain GPA in order to stay. And to be honest, after my sophomore year, we didn't have enough money to bring me back. But I met my father between my freshman and sophomore year, and he funded for me to come back. But it was like, you have to promise that you're going to finish school. So I had no choice but to finish school. Because I don't choice from what we had the choice to go to school in college. So, yeah. So you're destined to be great. So so what it sounds like, your trial and tribulations are actually were your motivators. The things you went, it made you have to have good grades because once you've seen college, once you've seen it, you knew that's what you wanted. You wanted to be out of that yeah. impoverished situation. Yes. And then you had, you had restrictions and regulations you had to meet, and they all were grade-based. So basically, your hard knocks actually made you an A student, actually got you all of this. So your hard knocks, they drove you. Subconsciously, that so that's... that's and that's one reason why I named the title of your show this. Because to me, you showed endurance, you persevered through things, and I think that's really honorable for, to, for a young man. KCP, we need to bring programs like that back. I'm not Definitely. sure if they're still going on, but you know, you bringing that up, it sparked interest. Anybody out there listening, we might need to get a hold of a program like that, because look what it does. Look at this young man you're looking in front of. You're looking at a, a college graduate, a man that has Done. He has. Are we going to get into that to that next? He also built a program for the youth for the music. Are you hearing me? All because of a free program, and that's what I'm saying. We can't leave these youth behind anymore. There are a lot of kids that are in poverty that are the most talented children, but they just don't have the funds or they haven't been exposed to certain things. And in his story, he said, "I was exposed to this. It made me want it even more. Yeah, so I did whatever it, did. it took." So and yeah. I know you, you separated yourself from a lot of people because you were so driven. The things that we were partaking in, you weren't doing. We was out there smoking, we was drinking, and you would look at us like we was crazy. You'd be like, <laughs> what is y'all doing, man? We gotta go to class. I'm like, I'm having fun. Right. you like, but I'm trying to get to college. So I always looked up to you for that. You might've been my little brother in school, but you was always my yeah. big dog when it came down to responsibilities. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, bro. Like, like sure. you said, D-Woods, so many stories man you was there for a lot of my my stories i was there for a lot of yours man and you're right man like i had to make a decision man because you know man back in the day it was you know fights over here and parties over here cats getting smoked out girls. it was a all lot of, of that and i was like you know amongst it because y'all everybody was the homies you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but i just had to make a decision man like if I don't take a step back, because I'd be the one at the parties that wasn't smoking, that <laughs> wasn't drinking, or the one breaking up fights. I'd be the one amongst it. So I was like, yo, I need to take a step back and really focus on what I need to focus on to get to where I got to go in life, man. And so uh, I did that. But even with that, anything can still happen because you're still out there. And then it's a bigger spotlight on you, you know? Yeah. So to be honest, finding God was the Say best again. decision ever in my life because to be real i wanted to do those things because you're like 15 16 and it's all this peer pressure it looks cool so at times the words i get mad because i'm like yo like why does this stuff look fun and i have this thing on my conscience god on my Ooh, conscience telling yeah. me not to do it so at times it'll be frustrating as a youngster but at the same time, it was like, but I can't do it. That's why when those What Would Jesus Do wristbands came out in like the early yeah. 90s. Yeah, I remember that. That, that yeah, was yeah, like, because yeah. I would always think WWJD, I got to do yeah. what, what, what Jay would do, you know, what, what Christ Ooh, would do. So um, so that always made me go the other path, you know. And yeah. um, when the smoke cleared, I was in college. So I remember your college days, man, coming to your dorm room, man. And you know what I'm saying? And, uh, just looking at you, man, be like, yo, you really doing this? Like, I'm about, to, I'm, I'm at MSU right now to go to the party. You at MSU to go to college. We there for two different reasons, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Well, you know but, what I'm saying. Um, but um, but uh, but from there, from yeah. your college experience, you took another leap of faith. A lot of people don't know about. You left Michigan, yeah. and you went out to New York. That's a big yeah. deal, man. You went to the Big Apple after as a youngster, man. Big you was young Apple, and you went. So, so talk about that a little bit. 
Man, so it's interesting that earlier you talked about how I was in school and I could have just dropped out and made it in music. And that's what the situation was, bro. Like while I was in school, I'm gonna tell y'all a couple of stories, okay? While I was at Michigan State, it was certain battles that was going on, like back in Lansing. So I'd be caught up like, yo, everybody know about the point after. Point <laughs> after, this, y'all hear that? It's, point it's, after. It's, it's this battle at the point after, you know? And uh, to be honest, it was it was rugged, you know? It was, it was extra, the, the, the energy in there. But um, it was $1,000 that I could have won, you know? And I went there with the whole crew. It was Devin, it was Andre Johnson, it was Dante. We was like crewed up deep, you know? And it felt so dope, cause I was like, I'm there with my people. So I went in there and I won, you know? You won. And so that gave me an indicator that I could do more. I was winning talent shows. I got runner up in the Spit Kickers tour in Detroit on, on the stage on St. Andrews. So I was still making moves and making connections. And then Kanye West College Dropout came out. And that had one and a half feet out of college because I was looking at him like, yo, if he could do it, you know, and I it was a wave when that out. And everybody on campus was telling me, dog, like, what are you doing? But I thought about my mom, thought about my father getting me back in. And I was like, I have to finish. So when I finished, it was like New York City. I had a homie, from here. I had a homie from here, uh, Osseo. So I used to play on the basketball team park center and there was parties going on here that i go to my senior year and my homie jeffrey carlson shout outs to jeff he's like a tycoon right now on the wall street he's doing his thing but that's when he was first starting so i graduated college and talked to jeff and he was like yo it's time man you know like in the beginning of uh illmatic when they asked now yeah, yeah. and uh, i was like bet so moved out to nyc man and it was like wow i am here just looking at the trains go by and the different cultures of people walking the avenues and the building was like i'm here so um yeah man and i was like it's on because being from lansing with the type of talent that i know i was blessed with it was a certain confidence i was like man i'm about to just go to every single joint and just go in so uh and that's what i did man and wherever i went it was it, you wanna, you wanna it, it happened very very fast too it was what happening part? Say it again. What about Summerfest? I, I can't leave out the Summerfest. Summer Fest. Jam. Summer Jam. Summer Jam, jam yeah, man. Summer um, Jam. So I was in Summer Jam twice, actually, man. So at oh, Summer okay. Jam, what people who see the Giant Stadium show don't know is it's a festival outside before the show inside of the stadium. And the show outside is the like top up-and-comers like around the nation that are picked. So I want a talent search that Koch Records through with Hot 97. And I remember Miss Jones? The radio yeah, personality, Jones, radio Jones. Station. yeah, yeah. So Miss Jones yeah. and DJ Envy, when he was her sidekick, uh, they interviewed me after I won the talent search. So as much as I was on Koch, I was under the jurisdiction of Miss Jones and her husband at the time, Kay. So they call in, ask me where I'm at. We're making a single, you know. And yeah, man, released a single called "This Time." It was produced by Bula, who was a producer on Rockefeller before they broke up. And um, yeah, bro, it was. It was an ill, ill situation. But then I worked in film, too, at BET, CBS, New York City Fashion Week, and I was on a BET commercial rapping about yeah, Barack yeah. Obama. So all these things was coming together. Uh, but then there was a flip side to it, which we're going to go into. So. Yeah, man. What's the flip side? That's the part that I want to hear about, the flip side to it. <laughs> so as much as all of this was going on, on the flip side, it was uh, an anxiety that I was fighting. And that anxiety I fought since I was like, I'll say 12 years old, man, you know? Yeah. And it started with the different situations. So like as a child, when it's different situations you're in, and it's like, you gotta be strong to overcome those, it could kind of take a toll because some experiences are traumatic, you know? And they can create like nightmares and so, so as time went on, that turned into like this anxiety of like, I don't want to drive, I don't want to fly. Yeah, you didn't. Do I don't want, you know, and it and it made me kind of like closed off, you know, and it made it easier for that detour into college. But at the same time, dealing with the world, it was like, man, yo. So as much as you got this talent, people don't know that you want it. But on the flip side, if it brings too much attention, it's like, man, because you don't know what's gonna happen with it, you know. And so 
when Koch happened, my heart was pounding so fast because I was wondering, like, do I want this? Do I even want this? Like, I don't even want to be like famous like that. Like, yeah. if the talent could be out there and I don't have the fame, that's what I want. But both go hand in hand. So um, that's something I was fighting, man. And on the flip side of that, the financial situation, like paper was not coming in at all, even on that deal, man. I still had to work jobs. And it was this place called Harlem Wing and Waffles, bro, that was in the heart of the hood of Harlem that I had yeah. to work at as I had to deal. Now I'm coming in suited and booted and they're like, nah, bro, put on this. It was like an orange t-shirt with the logo <laughs> on it with the, the good burger hat, you know? And people uh, would come in and they remember me from winning that talent cert, dude. Yeah. So it was all over the place, man. Yeah, so so that was kind of getting, mentally it was kind of getting to you. <sighs> Bruh, it was deep, man. Like there was times where I'd be on the scene and then I'd vanish for a couple months. Because the more that I was doing the music, the less the money was coming in. Because I wasn't focused on having a regular job. And my yeah. college degree was just picking up dust. Just picking up dust. And I had a roommate. His brother was the landlord. And I come in for performing. And he like, dude, why aren't you looking for a job, dog? You know your rent is due. Like, like come on, B. You know what I'm saying? Like, this so, music thing ain't working right now. You got to pay these bills. Bruh. Like, yeah. the thing is this. The music thing was working because your, your names and lights working, but but, the, but, the but when it come down to the paper, it, 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 it wasn't, man. And people back home thinking, um, they saw that BT commercial, and I'm like, it ain't nothing like that. Yeah, because from our perspective, we see you you on Koch Records, you on BT commercial, you just won Summer Jam. We like, yo, I got a homie that's in the industry. I'm bragging. Exactly. Like, yeah. yo, yo, wait, wait till my guy come out. Ain't nobody exactly. going to him. But yeah. there's another part. So even then, I even got to bump into you in New York. That's the dope part. Even wow. when you was in New York, I got to see you. Now you yes, remember that? Yes, when you came through. Remember I came to New York? You came was on the out subway the and everything. Was on the subway, everything, man. Yeah, and you got to see a glimpse of me. I got to see you. While I was in that zone and in that mode, man. Yeah. But, but, but to be real, bro, like I said, man, that flip side started growing, you know? Mm. The, the knock started getting bigger. And the flip side really had to do with just taking care of home. It had to do with having a job, um, having money coming in and really facing things when they came my way and not running from them just because my anxiety would grow. So all that came to a head and ended up having to move, man. I was three months down on my rent and my landlord, I'll never forget, she was like, if you move, you don't have to pay. Because she saw me grinding. So she believed yeah. in me. If you don't move, it's a payment plan. And it's a woman I was talking to at the time. She was like, you can stay with me. Cause I believe." And my family out there was like, but I was like, man, it just hit me, man. I had to, I had like five shows set up. It was a project called When the Clock Strikes 12 yeah. that I was about to release. People's all waiting for it in New York City. Shout outs to NY, man, because New York showed love. And that was like, wow, I'm from Lansing and I'm getting this type of love. In New York, it was just beautiful, but on the flip side, no one knew, man, and I left like a like a thief in the night, man. No going away party, no none of that. Man, but when you left, man, you kind of like you didn't just leave New York. You kind of uh, you kind of disappeared a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In general, like I didn't hear from you. I don't think I, I would ask people about you. Nobody kind of heard from you. And when I heard from you, I had a lot of questions, and you wasn't ready to answer. Yeah. And, um. But the next yeah. time I seen you, let's go into the new section in your life. When I seen you again, that's when you had you that that dust that was on that degree. <laughs> You have, you have blew that dust up off that thing. And you start using that degree. Let's talk about life after. You know what I'm saying? After all of that, because you know that was a tough road. You know what I'm saying? It was, but, bro. But this yeah. is, but the redemption story is what I love. Is the beautiful part is that you're you're battling through it. Your perseverance, mm. bro. Yeah. So when you got home and you like, yo, I got this degree. Now I got to use it. The rap thing at this moment ain't popping. Yeah. So what was your mind frame when you had to go back? And look for a regular job and look man. for a job with a degree. How did that feel? And what oh was going gosh, on in your mind? Oh my gosh, man! I got I got to tell the story, man. So I moved back. I moved to uh, Minneapolis, right? I was staying with my and I've always had family out here growing up. So you know, and this is where I lived my last year of high school. So hit my sister up, and when I when I moved there, man, I was it, I couldn't believe what happened because it was almost like. You know, the Wizard of Oz, you back in Kansas. Now you're yeah. thinking back. I opened up for DJ Premier and 
Most Def and Wu Tang in Staten Island and I was BET, all this. What? Yeah. Dude, I was like, so I deactivated all my social media because it was embarrassing because it happened out of nowhere. And everybody was like, where is he? But at the same time, it was uh it was just like, wow, man, I'm I don't want to rap no more, period. I was so, so mad down. It, told me that. it felt it felt surreal though. It felt so like this. And then during that, everybody blowing up. Everybody who I came up, do what I know, like six Grammy Award winners who I came up with, you know? Wow. Um, you know, shout outs to home. I just have to shout out the people who blew up, man, because they did it. And they're my homies, homeboy Sandman, Kimba, uh, Ben Williams, Grammy Award winning bassist, Nabate Isles, Grammy Award winning trumpet player, Sam Bars, Grammy Award winning pianist, working with Kendrick Lamar, wow. Coco Sarai. Who's with um she's working with Dr. Dre? She's on the song with Nas. So I was amongst all these people, moved, and I feel like the path that I took was the path that fits me. Because it's one thing when you want to be yes. that dude, you know? Yes. But then it's another thing when it comes down to who you really are. And I had to face that. And I had to make a decision, like, okay, let me take it step by step. You know, New York was the lesson, but now I have to go down the path of the blessing. So it was humbling, man. I worked <laughs> in the front desk at a community center. This is a dude who was on a major label, all that. And people calling me, what are you doing? Dude, you was this close to blowing up. What? Why did you move? I have a homie who was a yeah. background singer for John Legend, right? And he was like, dude, I was homeless, but I was still playing piano on stage with Stevie Wonder. And then I just, but I was like, bruh. I had to do what I had to do. I had to face yeah. all that. So long story short, I started working as a paraprofessional at a school called Sojourner Truth Academy. And before I moved from New York, this is the thing. I actually made the most money teaching. I was with a program called the Hip Hop Project in Brooklyn. Yeah, I'm like, that's what I hold to up. Talk about. How many shows will it take to make this check to teach just this three-week program? So when I moved, I was like, I'm going to start my own program, my own curriculum, and then go from there. So I started Hip Hop History and the Arts at a school called Sojourner Truth Academy as I was a para. And this say that woman, one more time, because I want them to get, really hear that information. Say, say what you started again, man. That's very I started important. a uh, curriculum, art and life curriculum called Hip Hop History and the Arts. And um, it teaches artist development as far as song creation from... Being in the studio, recording etiquette, performance etiquette, the business, but at the same time, it's a life component, treating you, I'm sorry, teaching you how to treat people with respect, how to move, how to not take things personal in business, all those things, because it takes the, that balance. And I went through all of that, and I have the golden testimony, you know, the rise and fall to the rise. So that's what's yeah. on the platter that I give to these youth. And um, so started teaching that. And then that gave me a newfound joy that was relieving from the pain that I felt from not continuing with me. And then I was like, you know what, Woods? I was like, I don't even want to do music no more. And then I started hosting an open mic called The Poets Groove at a place called The Blue Now. And then that, everything came to me. And then I started cultivating myself, diversifying my mind, reading books on business. Then I started The Avant-Garde. And, and the rest is history. Yeah. yeah. So the avant-garde, what exactly is that? The avant-garde is a music arts entertainment production company that features artists within the lanes of neo-soul, classic R&B, spoken word, poetry, hip-hop with the message, live instrumentation, and fashion. And it shows artists of color, for the most part, in, in the highest form and fashion. So when I think of the time of the Harlem Renaissance, you know, mm -hmm. or the bebop era, or when hip hop first started, even back to the ancient African griots, all of these movements of black art that were powerful and empowering and that remain forever, that's what was in my mind frame when I started the avant-garde. And then I'm a fan of Erykah Badu, D'Angelo Maxwell, you know, all of those like music soul child, yeah. but then Slum Village, Commons, I look, I'm like a son of all of that. They're like my aunts and uncles I ain't never met. Well, I met a couple, since I started the avant-garde. Yeah, yeah, you have. You met a lot yeah. of people since then. Yeah. So how does that been since you over? How does it feel to like the, that story right there? That testimony is incredible. It was a person that was in poverty, didn't have the, the the funds that it took to get to college, got a part of a program, met the requirements, you know what I'm saying? Got into school, met the requirements there. That didn't have the money. Pops came through and was yep. like, you met his requirements. 
Then yeah. you chased your dream. It didn't work out. But now look where are you. So to me, you had a divine purpose. If yeah. you didn't go through every last one of those struggles, this curriculum that you're doing for children would have never existed. Yes. Like if you would have stuck it out, that, that curriculum wouldn't have been written. These kids True. wouldn't. What you're doing for the community is simply amazing, man. And because you, man. it's young, because you're focused on the youth. And that's what I'm focused on. Because yeah. we have to worry about them. Because they're going to be the next senators. They're going to be the next governors and presidents. And totally. if we're not invested in them, then they're going to turn out the way that like we, we don't want our world to be. Yeah. So what you're doing is not talking about it. You're being about it. And that's why I salute you, my G. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. To the heart. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So uh, there's so much going on with you. It's hard to keep up. But the number one thing that I want to talk about right now, the number one thing I want to talk about right now, whoever's listening, listen. Tell them about your new single right now. Tell them about your new single. So the new single is called Superhero Ode to Chadwick Boseman. And uh, it's a collaboration with a man named Nabate Isles, who's a Grammy award-winning trumpet player and composer and producer. He's worked with Jill Scott. He's worked with Kenny Lattimore. He's worked with Most Deaf, Fantasia, so many other yeah. incredible artists. He's one of the people who I said blew up, who I worked with when I was back in New York back in the day. And a woman named Beth Griffith Manley, who was the daughter of Johnny Griffith from the Funk Brothers in Motown. She's from Detroit. And bruh, she is one of the prized jewels of Detroit R&B, man. She was a standby for Whitney Houston on the movie Sparkle. Okay. Along with that, a background vocalist for the singer Kim, Yolanda Adams. And she was on uh, The Voice on Team John Legend. Wow. And I hosted a virtual release party for her uh, album release, a single release party called You Already Won. And she just reminds me of the great. She was on tour with Anita Baker for Yit Dude. Man, she's one of the greats. So, um... She's featured on it. And Chadwick Boseman, I think you're never too old to have a role model. You know, when I when I yeah. see how he carried himself, how he um, was even more humble than the talent he had. He was an icon. But when you saw him speak, when you saw the way he carried himself, when you saw the way he spoke to people, the way he respected everybody, and then the way that he gave to the needy and the way, like he'd be in interviews about Black Panther, but then he'll talk about like, a special needs kid that he met that he was like yeah. on the phone with like in between scenes that right there was like and then his name is Chadwick I was the only brother around the way there ain't no other yeah. brother I know named I Chadwick so when he <laughs> so when he first hit the scene was I was like this brother and then seeing him play Jackie Robinson Thurgood Marshall you know um James Brown and then Black Panther all of that was telling us that we're great as a people him playing those powerful not powerful in the sense of, oh, I got power, like ego, but powerful in the sense of they remain I've forever they, because of yeah. their innovation. Him right. playing those people all the way up to Black Panther was like, that was, that, that that did it for me. So to do this song was an absolute honor and it, it's getting incredible reviews. Chuck D from Public Enemy shared it, uh, the, yeah, the VP of ESPN. And we had a meeting with Chadwick Boseman's brother. Family, huh? On Zoom, we let them hear it, bro. I can't even explain that experience, man. What was the and response he, from the family that heard the record? Bro, he was so thankful that we did it. He loved the song, and it was like we're on board. Um, shout out to Pastor Derek L. Bozeman to play the song for Chadwick Bozeman's brother. Yeah. Whatever happens with it, I mean that that's forever. That that you know. That moment, something that was that moment, nobody can buy that. No, oh my goodness, man. So, um, so it's out right now, y'all, on all digital music platforms. Man, man I wish I had um, to pull it up right, and, here, right and, now to play, and, man. And a portion of the funds goes to the Chadwick Boseman uh, Charitable for the Arts Fund, a portion of it, because we're trying to bring awareness about when it comes down to brothers and our health and, you know, cancer, colorectal cancer, because that's yeah. what he passed over. And that's what a lot of brothers are, are, are passing from. So we need to be more, you know, just conscious of, of that aspect, man. So um, rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman, your legacy lives forever. And that was the least I could do. I mean, the brother was just yeah. an icon, a legend. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, I just wanted you to share that, man. So follow, follow that record, man. Superhero, you see it at the bottom right there? That's yeah. the most recent single. But uh, I want to get into, before we get up off of here, brother, you know what I'm saying? I definitely want to go into more music. 
Is you is all right yeah. if I go into the, another record? Yeah. Yep. All right, man. What's the next one you want me to go into? So the next song off of this album that is out right now, Two Remain. Show them the album. You know, you know, people know you put a lot of money into it when the when the, when the spine is thick. You know what I'm saying? That, that's that. You know. <laughs> oh, and you, and you open that joint too. Look at that. Got to. Oh, it's an actual CD. Uh, hold, hold, hold on, real quick. I gotta. Hold, hold on, let me. Yo, do you I put, a, I put a lot into this, man. So I gotta. Do, do you got records? The actual record, like vinyls. That's the next move. Ooh, so make sure you get at me. I got a record player. I want yes, a vinyl. Yes, yes, and I just want autograph vinyl. Yes, brother, for sure. That's the next move, man. And uh, yeah. just want to shout out everybody who um, showed love, who supported, you know, from Lansing to Minneapolis to New York City. Uh, I really, really appreciate that, for real. A lot so, of people have respect from you, man, because you carry yourself with etiquette. And that's what, um, as black men, you know what I'm saying? We have to tell each other when we see each other shining, man. You're yes, shining, sir. brother. You're Thank shining, you, man. man. You are the too, man. On you. The light you is too. on you, man. And I like what you represent. I like where you're going and where, what the future has in hope for you. Man, I'm telling you, bro, I got to go into this record because this is right here is a close one. And we're going to talk about it a little bit more after I get into it, man. Is that sure. right? Let's get it, y'all. Cold Let's fire. Hey, what's up, Niles? What's up, Chadwick? How's it going? All is good, all is good. I just want to tell you, with this music, you're representing me, and you're representing the whole legacy. Okay? Here's this microphone. This microphone means power. It means empowerment. It means uplifting. And it means carrying on tradition. So what you're going to do is you are going to run. You're going to be in a relay with yourself. When you reach Niles Avenue, that's when you're gonna reach your destination. But if you reach Niles Avenue, you have to carry on the tradition and pass the baton to the next generation. All right? I'm ready for this. I'm ready for the journey. Here's the microphone. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the one and only now. I used to rock the way that with that some black watch your keys. I shot it back in 93. My style so cool, don't have fire freeze. Folding the paper like origami, no salami, please. Immortalize me as a sculpture by the goddesses. I'm that important, put my face on every dollar, please. I'm the unanimous one, no other honorees. The black MacGyver fixing Twain Sanaya. Fireman, my face on Jamaica, ring and make a flame, you like You gotta move to the back, back. It's so hot, you gotta move to the front, front. 
get it live and rock it smooth. To the back, back. Feel the vibe and feel the groove. To the front, front. Get it hot as lava do not I move like a modern day Fred Astaire, dressed in debonair, jazzy, laid back in a leather chair. I like my ladies educated by the business, cooking dinners, body fitness with beautiful natural hair. I'm now Davis, check the suede blazer and glaze gators, smell my African oil scent. Got the AKAs, the Delta graduates, wanting me to stay late, haters follow, so I'll make a disciple out of a naysayer. Uh, my pops is from the bebop era, a bass player, from gigging with Thelonious Monk to symphony orchestra trump, so it's in my genes to be great hater. I create my own lanes, I don't take favors. I hustle hard in the home of Purple Rain as the avant-garde CEO. Go search the name, came a long way from broke nights on the seven purple train. Wishing that Dilla was walking the earth again. Cold fire, cold fire. It feels like the ice age mixed with white flames. This is that. Cold fire, cold fire, cold fire, cold fire. It's so cold, you gotta move. To the back, back. It's so hot, you gotta move. To the front. Get it live and rock it smooth. To the back, back. Feel the vibe and feel the groove To the front, front Get it hot as lava do not chill Yes, yes, yes I'm telling you, man That record right there was on point Thank you, man Cold fire Cold fire Cold fire, fire. Cold fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah man yo it's been an honor it's been a blessing to have you on this platform with me man because you, you man. my friend i call you you've already made it to me whatever level you're going you, into now just another tier because you have wow. made it you have arrived sir i appreciate that man to the heart man and woods this podcast is is incredible man like the setup of it the way that you interview the passion that you bring to it and it's it's this is this is a new way of everybody definitely tune in to the destined for greatness podcast because this is something very very from the first interview that you did i was like this is something special automatically i felt it so to be on this is honor man and you my childhood homie man so for us to see each other shine is is incredible man and that's what it's about come together the the main thing is that we came together that's the exactly it's like you know what i'm saying like I want to see you go to the next level. So whatever I can do from here on out, just hit my jack, man. You know, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm there for you forever. Thank you, man. Thank you. But this is and a Q&A always session. Been like that. That's always yeah, been Because yeah. I love, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to spread always. love, man. We got enough hate in this world, man. I got to bring the smile if I got to. Exactly. But this is the Q&A section, room right now. So I'm going to bring my, get, my, my co-host back on. She has some questions. He asked if anybody watching right now who has questions, Please leave your questions down in the comments so we can ask Niles these questions. So, uh, I got my... What's up, Krista? How was the show? You're mute. You're mute. You got to unmute yourself. It was great. You guys did amazing. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Yes. So, I feel that your interview today was so inspiring to me. I feel like it went right along with our scripture, talking about perseverance. And at the end of that perseverance, going through something and it molding you and making you the person that you are today. Um, When you were talking about writing, one thing that really stuck out to me, when you were talking about your energy, your vibe, your feeling, that's what comes through. Um, What do you do to prepare or to keep your energy or vibe up so that you can bring that through to your audience? Always to be honest, stay nostalgic of who I've always been. That always keeps me humble. You know, like when my grandparents would wake us up to go to church, we didn't want to go, you know? Um, but when we were there, it was some messages that that, that I, I've received. Um, when I got saved at like 10, you know, um, and the different people, whether I knew them for a long time or just a flash of somebody telling me, that you have something special. So all of these different flashes throughout my life, it's almost like a treasure chest of memories that I keep with me to always remind me to stay. And my mom, rest in peace, Loretta Sue Phillips, she wrote a letter and it's something very simple, but it's so powerful. It says, never change who you really are. Mm-hmm. Your mother always, sincerely, Loretta Sue Phillips, never change who you really are. So I keep that in mind 
And that keeps me grounded. It keeps me balanced. And then just remembering the struggles I had to overcome and beyond me thinking about all the people that uh, I could reach with uh, the message that I have and just uplifting, making people's lives better and helping them. That always keeps me motivated and energized. I think you have to have something to keep that fire lit, whatever it is, like thoughts of the future, thoughts of the past, people's legacies you want to keep alive. That keeps it lit and nothing around you can stop that if you believe in it, so. That's beautiful. And I 100% believe that pulling back Thank from you. those memories and the support system that you have, that's something we've been talking about the last few days. Who's someone that you feel you lean on, you look up to and you feel is a true support system to you? A true support system to me would be, it's funny cause I'm really siphoning through different people and I want to choose the right person. I mean, well, it I could be more than got, one person. Okay. Well, f first and foremost, it got uh, my mother, you know, without her, I wouldn't have got into college. I wouldn't have been the man that I am because seeing the joy and the incredible spirit that she had, that was inspirational. But then seeing what she had to go through when I was a child always made Made me want to get good grades just to see a smile on her face, you know? And without her, I'm absolutely positively nothing, you know? So I'd say my mother, my grandmother, my grandparents, they were there for us too, you know? Um, through a portion of my life, we were homeless. Um, and through a portion of my life, they helped out in raising us when they didn't have to do that. So I say the three pillars of love in my life is my mom, my grandma, and my grandpa. Other than that, my brother Silas, you know, uh, he helped me That's out, my brother, my brother right Butch, there. my brother Sebastian, you know, my sister Kamitri, you know, she came through when stuff got rough and brought us out to Minnesota when she didn't have to do that. So certain people in my family, but beyond them, I would say my homie Kyron, who uh, anyone in Detroit knows about Black Lagoon. He was a part of Black Lagoon. He's in the <laughs> church now doing his thing. Um, a woman named, I want to get this right. I want to get this name right. <clears throat> it is slipping out of my mind and I want to say it because I'm thinking of so many different people. Sandy. Sandy is a I think 68 year old woman who uh, helped me win a co-grant since I moved here. And she's like a mother figure to me, the sweetest spirit ever. So I can name people forever, but those are the ones that- That's what's up. up. That's what's up. That's beautiful. Um, another thing I want to talk about is you spoke about Thank going you. through things and having anxiety, but still going through them. Is that, I'm sure that's something that yeah. still pops up now. What tools do you take in the midst of it when something's happening and you still have to perform and you still have to present yourself to your audience? What tools do you take in the midst of that just to help yeah. calm you and keep you rooted? Well, to be honest, it doesn't come up as much as it used to because mm -hmm. I just faced it. I said, I have a line on my song, The Time Is Now. I said, um, regrets and tears, but I'm not going back no more. Anxieties and fears, they will not hold me back no more. I have a light I've been holding in. It's time for me to let it glow. I will not go my whole life without letting the genius in me show. The time is now, I will be great. The time is now, it's not too late. So making that song was me facing myself, me facing that anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? My mom passed, I'm going in, period, period. It don't even matter no more. So that type of tenacity and energy, it was like a me that I never even seen, because I was still accomplishing things, but you can go even on a higher level when you defeat what's going on within, mm -hmm. you know? And so it doesn't yeah. even come around as like, I'm on planes driving all types of stuff. And I've been able to accomplish way more as a result. But if it tries to flicker, you know, I just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. go back. I always kind of go back to certain times that I had a similar feeling and vibe and what I did to overcome it, you know? And just knowing that I overcame that thing in the past gives me the confidence to overcome what it is now. But ultimately it's prayer. Um, when I think of God, it, it reminds grateful. me of peace, you know, say it again. 
Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're being grateful. You're remembering what you went through and you're being grateful that you made it through. Oh my gosh. And like, if you count your blessings, you always feel rich. That's why no matter how much money I got, what's going on, I feel, I always feel rich because I try to stay in the state of mind of being thankful, being grateful, not getting ahead of myself. Like I could chill for three hours and just think of how grateful I am with nobody around me because I know God is right there. What better company than God, you know? So yeah. that's the main yeah. thing, Krista. I just try to stay grounded and think of other people and just being a giver. And um, But as far as the anxiety, if I ever get it, I'll focus on God and I'll focus on being selfish, selfless, because mm. sometimes you could be mm. like, I'm gonna be private. I'm just, I ain't going, you know, but it's like, you have to sacrifice some of your privacy to be seen. And to be honest, me and Woods had a conversation before this interview. I was like, bro, I don't know if I wanna share all this, but he was like, dude, you have to. Because I was people like the, need to know really, that testimony. You are, they need to know that. Because I'm a private, Woods knows yeah, I'm a private person. Too private it's, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be a musician. Woods, Woods actually, tell, let's give it a buck. Okay, I'll give it a Woods told me, man, you too humble, man. He always tell me yeah. that. Like, you, 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 but it's like, but my humility is my sword. It's my shield. That's, to me, humility is the most powerful thing you can have. My father says, he who, he who humbles himself, the same shall be exalted. He who is he who exalts himself, the same shall be humbled. You know. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. That's powerful, man. Because um, the thing about your humbleness is perfect. I'm like, but you a rapper, like. <laughs> I'm like, man. But guess what? You're in your lane, and it works for you, though. It yeah. works. It works for you, man. That's what you're known for. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I'm I'm proud of you for that. So, Krista, do you have any more questions for me before we wrap up? I have two more things. Okay, I want to talk go. a little bit about uh, the quiet time that you spent when you disappeared. And then I do want to reread our scripture um, before we leave. Um, but that part where you said you just needed to separate yourself and you disappeared, we that has been a pattern, I noticed, in a few of the people that we've spoken to. Yeah. And I just I just want to talk a little bit about that. What do you feel happens there? Like some other people have said, you know, they felt like they were planning. Maybe you got closer to God and the Holy Spirit, able to hear his voice better. But in that quiet time, it seems like it's almost necessary and it has become forced um, upon, you know, in these uh, circumstances. So tell me a little about that time where you just spent away, what you did and how you strengthened yourself. Well, it was a pain that I never felt before because I moved to New York and was able to account. The thing is, Krista, these things happen so fast. Within the first six months, I'm on the summer jam stage. BET, all that it happened so fast. And it was like, when I moved, it was like, how did all that happen? And then poof, it mm. slipped out your grip. So from an artist standpoint, it felt broken. But then from a reality standpoint, it's like, you can't go back to that, you gotta go forward. So, like I said, it was a lot of emotions. I, I separated myself just for like from society. So I was, I, I'll keep it a buck. Like music helped me, um, bumping a lot of <laughs> Sade, you know? I'm a big Sade mm -hmm. fan and I feel like, like I use music to heal myself if I feel sick, you know? That's a part of it, musical therapy. So like Sade's album, um, Diamond Life and Stronger than pride and even love deluxe. It's because Sade has messages in her music that that are almost prophetic. But along with that, it has an elixir vibe to it. Her voice and the calmness. Um, so bumping music and just like you said, Krista, being deep in prayer. I had to get close to God because I felt like God was the only, just the only thing that I had during that time. Yes. You know, and um, as time went on. I, I stepped forward, but with each step, the old me was shedding. And I had mm. to accept, like, I didn't know if I'd go back to music or not, whatever it was. But I always told myself this, if I never do music, I'll always still remain myself. I always said that to myself throughout my life. So I was like, if I don't do music again, 
I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I, I just accepted it. And I, and I stopped doing music, Krista, for six years. So the past wow. four years, and then when I came back, like most deaf, <laughs> Rakim, Slick Rick, Ray Crown from Wu-Tang, Camp Low, <laughs> Jay Dillard's mom, Pete Rock, like all music soul child, all these artists that came to town, I'm opening up for a part of the shows and it set a perfect platform for what I'm doing now. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's amazing. I can't even explain like the, the testimony of uh, the rise, the fall and, and the redemption. It's just, but I'm glad I got it and I wouldn't change it for the world because more people can relate with this then if you yeah. just blew up. Yeah, you know? yeah. that's true. Um, I agree. So, so I, I wear it like a badge of honor. We thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for all being open. You're welcome. And we just appreciate it because more of us need to do this. Just, you know, sharing our story yeah. and strengthening one another. So we thank you so much for that. Thank you. I, I love you, man. And I'm love gonna, you too, I'm brother. Gonna this, and I'm going to wrap this thing up with your, with, uh, you sent me something from your hip hop arts. Yeah. Gonna, uh, I'm going to play that while we ride it out, man, so people can check you out at your other job. For sure, yeah, exactly, man. right? So it's my other J, my other gig, you know? All right, man. <laughs> but All right, much man, love, Woods, much love, Krista. This is classic right here, y'all, that this whole platform and podcast, and I'm sharing this, yeah, supporting man. it forever, so love. Man, I appreciate you for that, dog. But let's go into a little bit of your works, man. I'm happy to share this. All right, so. So tell them what this is a little bit. All right, first of all, this, this dude right here, Woods? <laughs> Childhood, like we here, man. We we we, we, we here, working, baby. man. So we just thanks you. again, man. For real, man. You you, you shining. You no, know, you know you came to my mind, man. There's no way I could do this without you, bro. Because man, <laughs> right. you had you you on a tear, man. I'm trying to get up there, man. I'm trying to get hey, up where man. you at. Hey, man. You you the man, bro. And you know that. And we all know that. That's why every time you have this, it gets shared and everybody yeah, tunes nah, in. Man, we got a lot of love, love from everybody, man. A lot man. of love, man. So, I love everybody that tunes in. For real. And so then Krista, here we go, man. incredible co-host. Keep doing your thing. Anyway, That's my so, girl right there. She holds it down. Definitely. So um, this is an excerpt from a class that I taught at McAllister College in the Black Box Theater Room. This is actually my first, I, I say this is my first big gig of teaching hip hop history and the arts in like 2000 and I'll say 13, because it's been around since 2012. So uh, enjoy, y'all. Enjoy. Oh, that ain't, ain't working for us. I'm not sure what happened, Alias. No, I'm not sure what happened in that video, brother. <laughs> Well, we in it's the game. So the other ones, the other ones was working. <laughs> it's all good. It's cool. It's all good. I mean, no, no, I got, it. I got it up. No, no, no. I ain't going out like that. If I said we gonna, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do it. So we about to go into up. it right now. I don't give Persevere. up. <laughs> Here we go. Time is now. Facts.
Yes, sir. I love it, man. I love you, brother. Love you too, brother. Everything has For been sure. wonderful, man. I've had a wonderful show with you. Man, people was really enjoying it. I enjoyed Thank you, you man. Call me after this so we can talk about it. You already know yeah, how we yeah, gonna yeah. do. Now we can just just talk about how, how the yeah. show and how live it was, the different yeah, bright man. points of it. And yeah, man, this was incredible, man. Destined for greatness. Perfect name too. We need this during this pandemic time, during these yeah. apocalyptic times, man. We need this light, bro. So y'all are stepping in at the perfect time, man. All right, yeah. man. All right, brother. All right, man. Take care of yourself. Everybody, Let's check go. out my man Niles' album once again. We destined for greatness. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace.